folks, this is Joe Zagorski from the podcast Pro Football in the 1970s. It's a part of the Sports History Network, and you are listening to the Total Sports Recall Podcast. Now here is your host, Harv Aronson. Welcome to Total Sports Recall. This is Harv Aronson, your host, and today's episode, we're going to take a step back in time a little bit to almost four years ago when I wrote an article about who are the best players for every team in Major League Baseball, team by team. And this is an article I wrote, uh, and it was published on Abstract Sports, one of our um, supporters of this show. Uh, The title of the story was Diamond Gems, Best Players of the American League and National League. So team by team, alphabetical order, I'm going to go through what I thought was and who was the greatest baseball player for each team in the major leagues, team by team. And we'll start in the American League with the Baltimore Orioles. Twice the Baltimore Orioles made it to the World Series to play the Pittsburgh Pirates, and both times they lost. In 1971, when the Bucks won the World Series in seven games, the Orioles had gone into the championship round, sporting four 20-game winners for that season. Mike Cuellar, Pat Dobson, Jim Palmer, Dave McNally. And over the years, the Orioles have had solid pitching with a number of standout players, but Palmer stands head and shoulders above most of those men. And at the plate, Cal Ripken is the name that is most associated with the Baltimore Orioles. Ripken broke Luke Gehrig's long-standing all-time record for consecutive games played, and in the process, he set team records in multiple categories. Frank Robinson was a great Oriole, but for me, it's Ripken all day as Baltimore's greatest player ever. The Boston Red Sox. With the Boston Red Sox, this is a team that rivals the New York Yankees for a number of outstanding players throughout their history. A common denominator between the Sox and the Yankees is the fact that the Sultan of SWAT, the legendary Babe Ruth, got his start in Boston, but established himself as perhaps the greatest ever in New York wearing pinstripes. But the list is long of great players in Boston, led by Ted Williams, the splendid splinter. And you also have Carl Yastrzemski, Jim Rice, Carlton Fisk, Pudge as he was known, David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, Johnny Pesky, Joe Cronin, Roger Clemens, Cy Young, and Wade Boggs, just to name a few. With Ted Williams being Major League Baseball's last 400 hitter and being one of the greatest pure hitters in history, he would edge out Robert, Roger Clemens for the best Red Sox player, in my opinion, in history, but both were equally intimidating at the plate and on the mound. Chicago White Sox, across town from the Cubs, are the Chai Sox, not as old as a club as the Cubbies, but still beginning play in 1901. The White Sox also did not have as many superstars than did their counterparts in Chicago. Among the retired jersey numbers for the White Sox are Nellie Fox, Harold Baines, Luke Appling, Minnie Miniosa, Louis Aparicio, Frank Thomas, Carlton Fisk, but many of the players for the Chalk Sox were outstanding defensive players. But Frank Thomas knew how to hit the cover off the ball. While he only played 13 seasons in Chicago, and if not for the infamous 1919 Black Sox scandal, it would be an easy choice to say Shoeless Joe Jackson is the best ever to sport the Chicago White Sox jersey. Jackson's career was cut short when he was thrown out of baseball permanently, but because of that thrown 1919 World Series, he was already considered one of baseball's best players. Since I'm basing these choices on overall talent, Joe Jackson, in my opinion, is the best player ever in Chicago White Sox history. The Cleveland Indians, for a team that is 118 years old, and that would be back in 19, 
Uh, I mean, it's already 2020, so you got to add four more years to that. So now it's 122 years old, that franchise, the Cleveland Indians, who are now known uh, differently because they had to change their name from Indians, uh, have just two World Series titles to show for it. The last Indians League Championship came way back in 1948. Prior to that, they won the title in 1920. While Trish Speaker holds most of the batting records, it was on the mound that we find the greatest Indian ever, and his name is Bob Feller. With a nasty fastball, Feller won 266 games and struck out 2,581 batters. Other great Indians worth mentioning, uh, unthought though, are Napla Joey, him, Jim Tome, Kenny Lofton, Earl Averill, Herb Score, Addy Joss, and Bob Lemon. But it is Feller that gets the honor in Cleveland. Detroit Tigers, the Big Cats from the Motor City, have had a very successful history led by one of the greatest players ever to suit up for Major League Baseball, Ty Cobb. It will be hard for any other Tiger to surpass his successes, but there have been many great players to take the field in Detroit. Men like Hank Greenberg, Al Kaline, Hal Neuhauser, Jack Morris, Lou Whitaker, Sam Crawford, Justin Verlander, Mickey Lulich, Dizzy Trout, and Alan Trammell. But it was Cobb that was the Pete Rose of his era, playing balls to the wall baseball, running the bases hard, hitting any pitch thrown to him, and playing the field not fearing any ball hit at him. He is, in fact, one of the greatest players ever and easily the best Tiger to play in Detroit. Houston Astros, uh, now in the American League, they used to be a National League team, uh, and a long time ago the Houston Astros were not very good. And that, they used to be in the National League. When they were a member of the senior circuit, they did make it to the postseason several times and lost the World Series in 2004. But since then, coming to the American League, Houston has had major successes by winning World Series and losing another and making it to the League Championship Series four times in the last five years, and this being in 2020. This year, though, their success was tainted with a cheating scandal, and that would have been back in uh, in 2020. And considering their best player ever, there are a handful of men to choose from. From their original name of Colt 45s to the Astros, playing indoors in the Houston Astrodome, there have been some great players like Craig Biggio, Nolan Ryan, Jimmy Wynn, Larry Durker, and J.R. Richard. But for me, it would be Craig Biggio as their best player ever. The Kansas City Royals. There are plenty of expansion teams in Major League Baseball, and Royals are one of them. They have played on the top level for just 50 years. But there are two World Series titles in that time frame and additional appearance in 1980 that they lost. George Brett owns most of the team's historical offensive records, and many fans will remember him most for the Tyne Par incident in a game with the New York Yankees when a home run was taken away from Brett for having too much tar in his bat, and then he goes ballistic. On the mound, the Royals have had some great pitchers like Dennis uh, Arnold, Dan Quisenberry, and Paul Splittorf. Then came back on offense, there was... Amos Otis, Fred Patek, and Frank White. Uh, for Kansas City, though, George Brett is considered the greatest Royal ever, and for the purposes of the article, I concur. Los Angeles Angels, one of the dumbest trades in Major League Baseball history, benefited the Angels, then known as the California Angels, when the transaction took place in 1971. The New York Mets sent pitcher Nolan Ryan in exchange for three minor leaguers and Jim Fergosi. Ryan would go on to become one of the greatest pitchers ever. Ryan would set the record for baseball with seven no-hitters, four of them coming with the Angels. Amazingly, despite winning 324 games and striking out 5,714 batters, Ryan never won the Cy Young Award. 
Mike Trout may one day be called the greatest angel ever, but with an ongoing career, I'll stop short of putting him on that mantle just yet. Until he surpasses the great Nolan Ryan, the Ryan Express is the number one angel. Total Sports Recall is sponsored by Mira Artistry, where you can purchase beautiful fine art photography and abstract art. Contact Mira Artistry in regards to commissions and availability of the pieces on her site. She would like to create something special for you. For the photography and art lovers in your life, Mira Artistry has the perfect gifts for you. Visit Mira Artistry at www.miraartistry.com. That's M-E-R-A-A-R-T-I-S-T-R-Y.com. Miraartistry.com. Minnesota Twins. One name exemplifies the Minnesota Twins, Rod Carew. But the Twins were not always located in the state of Minnesota. In fact, the Twins are one of the oldest franchises in Major League Baseball, getting their start in the nation's capital as the Senators in 1901. If you consider those who played in Washington prior to that move that came in 1960, then we're talking about Walter Johnson and men like Sam Rice and Joe Cronin. But aside from Carew, there was Harmony Killebrew, a very underrated home run slugger, and who could forget the hitting skill of Kirby Puckett? But for this pick, it's Carew, one of the purest hitters ever. New York Yankees. With the men in pinstripes, they represent the most difficult choice for picking just one player as the best ever. I mean, this is a team that has won more World Series far and above any of the other 29 clubs in Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees and their 27 World Series victories, along with 40 American League pennants, have so many superstars and Hall of Famers, it seems impossible to name one man as the greatest ever. I mean, where do you begin? Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio? The ranks that Yanks have retired an incredible 22 jersey numbers that include aforementioned names, but also Derek Jeter, Billy Martin, Joe Torre, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Thurman Munson, Don Mattingly, and Reggie Jackson, just to name a few. Forget naming the Hall of Famers because there are just way too many, 51 in total. The best bet in picking one player as the best Yankee ever would have to come down to statistics. Babe Ruth owns most of the offensive categories. Whitey Ford, Mariano Rivera, and Andy Pettit lead from the mound. Pressure to pick just one, I'd have to say it'd have to be the great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, the Colossus of Clout, Babe Ruth. Ruth may just be the greatest baseball player ever, and not just his, for his hitting skills, but because he was also an outstanding pitcher before he went offensive full-time. Starting as a pitcher and hitter in 1914, from 1915 to 1918, Ruth won 18, 23, 24, and 13 games respectively in 10 seasons on the mound. Babe Ruth won 94 games and lost just 46, throwing 17 shutouts, saving four games, completing 107, and incredibly giving up just 10 home runs in 1,221 and one-third innings of work. No other player in history can match those stats while also become one of the greatest home run hitters ever. If you also thought Babe Ruth was just about hitting Rome's home runs, th- think again. His lifetime batting average was an amazing 342 to go with 714 home runs, 506 doubles, 2,873 hits, and 136 triples. Ruth even stole 123 bases. So it's hard to argue against Babe Ruth, even though there were other great Yankees players like Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, and Mickey Mantle. Oakland Athletics. Reggie Jackson is one of a few players that has had his jersey number retired by two teams. The A's will not allow anyone else to wear number nine, which was what Mr. October put on his back during his days in Oakland. When the Athletics won the World Series for three straight seasons from 1972 through 1974, 
They were a colorful bunch, led by their outrageous owner, Charlie Finley. This is an owner who tried to introduce orange baseballs into the game for a better version of the ball. But as for his baseball team, they sported all kinds of facial hair and long hair and infamous handlebar mustache of Raleigh fingers. And during that short reign over baseball in the early 70s, the A's had great players like Reggie Jackson, Jim Catfish Hunter, Raleigh fingers, Vita Blue, Sal Bando, Burke Campaneris, and Joe Rudy. As for their best player ever, we needed to go back into history when the team was in Philadelphia. There was a man playing for the team named Jimmy Fox, and during his era, he was one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. Ricky Henderson, given his athleticism, is a close second. But Fox owns many of the offensive leader categories, and he's also a member of the Hall of Fame and my choice for best ever. Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are all about Ken Griffey Jr., and Ichiro Suzuki, perhaps their best players in baseball history. But let's not forget the hitting of Edgar Martinez. Having been in the league since just 1977, the Mariners have never tasted a World Series. And in 2001, they won an incredible 106 games, only to lose in the American League Championship Series in five games to the New York Yankees. That was the last time Seattle was in the postseason. And they haven't won a division again since then, ending in second place just three times in that period. It's a tough call to name the best ever between Martinez, Griffey, and Suzuki, the Japanese import. That is the only one of the trio not to have his jersey number retired in Seattle. Of all the teams reviewed in this article, this is the one time where I just can't point a finger on one man. So for me, it's a three-way tie between Martinez, Griffey, and Suzuki. They're all that good. The Tampa Bay Rays. There are a lot of young teams in baseball, but the Rays included. But just 21 years in the American League up to 2020. And they have already been to a World Series when they lost in 2008, and to the player and to the players four more times, one one more since. Without any doubt of argument, the best player in short history of the team has to be Evan Longoria. The Texas Rangers. These days, in the nation's capital, we have baseball again, and it's a team called the Nationals. But from 1972 until 2005, the city of Washington D.C. was left without a professional baseball team as the original Senators moved to Minnesota. To become the Twins, and an expansion team was granted to Washington, renaming them as the Senators. But that team would leave town as well in 1972, this time to Texas, and become the still-existing Rangers. Confused? It is confusing. Regardless, the old Senators, who are now the Rangers, had a man named Noel Ryan throwing fastballs off the mound for them and one Adrian Beltre smacking the ball around from home plate. Rafael Palmeira was one of the greatest Rangers ever, but his career is marred by steroid allegations. When in Washington, there was a big man hitting the baseball named Frank Howard. Between Palmero and Michael Young, they hold most of the offensive records. But then there's another player named Alex Rodriguez who slugged the ball for Texas. But given that he only played three seasons in Texas, nullifies Rodriguez for contention here. Nolan Ryan, he retired as a Ranger. And since he was at the tail end of his 27-year career in Texas, for me, it makes him ineligible for for my vote on this team. That leaves Young or Palmero and is the latter that had the better numbers and career. So the one named Raphael walks away with the honor of the greatest Ranger ever in my argument. The Toronto Blue Jays. Yet another expansion team in the American League, and they are north of the border in Canada. We once had the Montreal Expos, who became the current Washington Nationals, but for the Jays, they won back-to-back World Series in 1992 and 1993, beating the Philadelphia Phillies in the 93 series in dramatic fashion. Who could forget Joe Carter winning the World Series for Toronto in 1993 with a walk-off home run against Mitch Williams? 
Does that make Carter or the great, the greatest player in Blue Jays history? It would be hard to exclude Carlos Delgado and his 336 home runs or Tony Fernandez, Roy Halladay, Jose Batista, Edwin Encarcion, Juan Guzman, Fred McGriff, Robert Al- Roberto Alomar. I'll boil it down to one man, Carlos Delgado, who smacked 343 round trippers in 12 years with Toronto while hitting a cool 282 and knocking in 1,058 RBIs, 343 doubles, 1,413 hits later, make Delgado the choice here for the greatest Blue Jay in history. And now we go to the National League. And for the National League, we'll do that in alphabetical order, and we'll start with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And in baseball, there are so many statistics being tracked, it's dizzying. For the Diamondbacks, they've been in the league for just 22 years, and to this point, Paul Goldschmidt owns most of the stats for the D-backs team records. Luis Gonzalez also holds some records. But from the mound, Randy Johnson, who played 10 years in Seattle, and then, then another eight in Arizona would be the easy choice as the greatest Diamondback ever. The big unit will be famously remembered for throwing his best pitch to fastball on March 21st, 2001, and one poor unlucky bird flew right into the path of the ball and was struck with such force it ended the life of the flying victim immediately. So it is Randy Johnson for me and the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Atlanta Braves. Mention the Braves, and one name represents the team, Hank Aaron. For a long time, he was the home run king, passing Babe Ruth by that and stood until, and his record stood until Barry Bonds went roaring by. Aaron is probably, in most minds, the best Brave ever, but uh, there have been some great ones. Warren Spawn as a pitcher, John Smoltz and Greg Maddox years later as two of the best pitchers in baseball. Chipper Jones, a recent inducted Hall of Famer, and the knuckleballing Phil Necro. But it would be hard to argue against Hammer and Hank as the Braves' best player in history. The Chicago Cubs. Until... The Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016. They had suffered the longest drought of any other baseball team in winning a league title. 108 years to be exact, and now it's been three more years, at least up until 2020, of failing to win another. In their 133-year history, the Cubs have had a multitude of stars. Ron Santo, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sandberg, Billy Williams, Ferguson Jenkins, Bordecai Three-Finger Brown, Sammy Sosa, Rick Ruschel, Cap Anson, Hack Wilson, and the famous double play trio of Tinkers to Evers to Chance that was comprised of Joe Tinker, Johnny Evers, and Frank Chance. Accused of of steroid use taints Sammy Sosa's career, while Ernie Banks had so many great seasons, never tasting a world title. For me, it would have to be Cap Anson as the greatest Cub ever, simply because he played 22 seasons in Chicago, knocking out 3,012 hits and hitting an average of 331. The Cincinnati Reds, known as the Big Red Machine, that was the Reds team of the 1970s, the mid-70s, and the boys that were, and boy, were they some some great teams there. Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, George Foster, Dave Concepcion, Cesar Geronimo, Pedro Borbone, Ken Griffey Sr., Don Gullett, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez, just to name a few. The Reds won the World Series titles in 1975 and 1976, winning 108 games and 102 games, respectively, in those seasons. Despite having many great players, the choice is easy. It's Pete Rose all day. The consummate all-around great player, there has never been a harder-playing baseball man than there was Pete Rose. One thing Rose used to do you'll probably never see again is a man running down to first base on a walk. That was Rose's tradition. 
Perhaps in another call we could discuss his Hall of Fame eligibility, but as the great Cincinnati Red, greatest Red Cincinnati Red ever, I believe he does belong in the Howard Halls, and he's my choice as the greatest Cincinnati Reds player ever. The Colorado Rockies, another expansion team is the Rockies, who joined Major League Baseball just 26 years ago in 1993. They've already retired Todd Helton's number, number 17, but Larry Walker might be the best player in team short history. When it comes to stats, Helton is the leader in just about every offensive category. Therefore, he's the default choice as the best player in Colorado's brief history. Los Angeles Dodgers. It's hard to believe that 61 years, at least up to 2020, have passed since the Dodgers owner, Walter O'Malley, moved his team out west to Los Angeles, forever leaving the borough of Brooklyn, New York, without a Major League Baseball team. O'Malley had his hands uh, in the move of the New York Giants as well, heading west to San Francisco. The relocation has left New York City with the only legendary, the Yankees. Obviously, the Mets came along later to call Queens their home turf, but for the Dodgers, they rival the Yankees for the number of superstars throughout the years. Too many names in a short summary of their best players, but having had their jerseys retired are Pee Wee Reese, Duke Snyder, Jim Gilliam, Don Sutton, Sandy Koufax, Roy Campanella, Jackie Robinson, Don Drysdale, and put. But putting on the blue and whites for L.A., there has been Clayton Kershaw of late, Ron Say, Steve Garvey, Oral Hershiser, Gil Hodges, Fernando Valenzuela, and Cara Farrella. But there is no argument who the best ever is, the man who won number 42 and then has been retired throughout of all of baseball. And no one can wear that number again. It belongs to the great Jackie Robinson, who was not just a great baseball player, but even a more amazing athlete. Miami Marlins, beginning as the Florida Marlins in 1993, the team made their official city name Miami in 2012. The curious thing about the Marlins is that in both instances of winning the World Series in 1997 and 2003, management dismantled the team a year later on both championship runs. In 1998, the Marlins won 38 fewer games than they did from their 1997 championship season and then dropped from second to fifth place in the division. Five years later, after winning 91 games, they won 83 in 2004 and finished third. They have not been to the postseason since. They have also lost 90 games or more seven times, losing 100 and 105 in 2019 along the way. Some of the outstanding players Miami has had on their roster include Gary Sheffield, Miguel Cabrera, and the easy choice for best player in the short history, Giancarlo Stanton. Milwaukee Brewers, known as the Brew Crew. They began play in 1969 as the Seattle Pilots, lasting just one season there. Milwaukee has yet to win a World Series, although when the city of Milwaukee had the Braves from 1953 to 1965, they did get to the series twice and won it all in 1957, led, of course, by Hank Aaron. The top two players for the Brewers played together, and they were Paul Molitor and Robin Yunt. So the vote here for the best ever goes to Robin Yunt, who, over a 20-year baseball career, never played for any team other than the Milwaukee Brewers. 3,142 hits in those 20 years don't quite top Molitor's 3,219, nor does his batting average, 285 to 306, but his home run total does best that of his teammate with Yunt smacking out 251 for his career where Molitor hit 234. But as a Brewer, Yunt never played for any other team while Molitor did play for Minnesota and Toronto. The New York Mets... When the New York Mets entered the National League for the first time in 1962, the season they turned in became one of the worst by any team in history. In 161 games, the Metropolitans lost 120 of those. They finished 60 and a half games behind first place, and lo and behold, just seven years later, 
they pulled off one of the greatest comebacks during a regular season ever and made it to the World Series where they won it all, beating the Baltimore Orioles in five games. New York's pitching staff had two of the best flamethrowers in history, taking them out, Tom, terrific Seaver, and Nolan, the Ryan Express, Ryan. Determining who the best Met ever boils down to is a choice between Seaver, Ralph Kiner, Gil Hodges, Mike Piazza, Dwight Gooden, or Dale Strawberry. And for me, it's Seaver or Kiner, two players who dominated their era. And given Kiner's consistency, I'd say he's the best Met ever. For Strawberry and Gooden, those two teammates fell victim to drug abuse. And if not for that, their careers may have taken a completely different path. The Philadelphia Phillies, with a history dating back to the pre-1900, the Phillies have had a handful of great players that deserve recognition in this story. Most are pitchers with the likes of Steve Carlton, Robin Roberts, and Jim Bunning leading the way. Then you have a slugger named Mike Schmidt hitting the cover off the ball, and Richie Ashburn in his sweet swing. Dick Allen was a fearful hitter, and Billy Hamilton a crafty base stealer. In more recent years, Jimmy Rollins became one of the league's best hitters. Representing the Phillies in the Hall of Fame is Chuck Klein, a 300 home run hitter for his career, with a nice batting average of 320. On the mound, Pete Alexander won 373 games in his career and losing just 208. Steve Carlton was not too far behind with 329 victories, but over his career, he struck out 4,126 and became a Hall of Famer himself. For the purpose of this discussion, it's Mike Schmidt all day as the greatest Phil ever. 548 round trippers, 1,595 RBIs, and 1,506 runs scored, as well as being an outstanding defensive third baseman. And now we get to my team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we've reached my hometown with the battling Buccos. These last few seasons, even up till now in 2024, uh, they were this, they were hardly battling, but the Bucks do have a long and rich history that included five World Series titles. Think Pirates Roberto Clemente, but let's not forget Pops Willie Stargell, perhaps the most beloved athlete in the history of pro sports in the Berg. These have been other great. There have been other great players like Dave Parker and Steve Blass, Honest Wagner, who owns the most expensive baseball card and baseball trading card history in, in the industry. Then you have Pie Trainer to Andrew McCutcheon, championship heroes like Bill Mazeroski, Kent Tagalvi, the poisonous brothers of Paul and Lloyd Wayner, who became known as Little Poison and Big Poison, and feats of incredibility turned in like Harvey Haddock's perfect game loss in 1959. Based on his uncanny, uncanny ability to get the bat on the ball and given his God-given defensive skills in right field, the best right fielder Defensively, in the history of baseball, the choice here is none other than the late, great, and so well-respected Roberto Clemente. San Diego Padres. The San Diego Padres once had the ugliest jerseys in baseball. This from a team that joined the National League in 1969 and in 50 years have been to the postseason just five times, losing the World Series to the Detroit Tigers in 1984. The city of San Diego has not had much luck with professional teams recently losing the football chargers to nearby Los Angeles. But for the baseball-playing Padres, they've had their share of excellent athletes and players. Tony, Tony Gwynn is the first come to, one to come to mind. But there's also Dave Winfield, Big Nate Colbert, Gary Templeton. But given his athletic prowess, the best Padre ever would have to be Dave Winfield, hands down. The San Francisco Giants, the second team that moved out of New York City and stole away from the Big Apple fans, are the Giants. The move came around the same year as the West moving Dodgers, and in 1958, the Giants had their first season in San Francisco, where they remain to this day. One of the greatest all-around players in the history of Major League Baseball played almost his entire career with the New York and then San Francisco Giants, and he was well known as the Say Hey Kid.
and that would be superstar Willie Mays. Remembered for many things, Mays made one of the greatest catches in the histories while manning the outfit for the Giants. This one on a shot from Vic Wirtz in the 1954 World Series in the very first game, which ended after a sweep by New York in four games. Mays, with his back to home plate, made an amazing over-the-shoulder grab as he had to chase down the ball. With Barry Bonds hitting the most home runs in the history of baseball, does that make him a better player than Mays? Bonds has had steroid allegations hanging over his head, but even with that aside, he pales in comparison to the skills of Willie Mays, at least in my opinion. The Giants have had numerous superstars in their long history, like Mel Ott, Christy Matheson, who happens to be one of the greatest pitchers ever, Juan Marichal, Willie McCovey, Bill Terry, and Bonds' father, Bobby. Frankie Frisch, there was Will Clark, Gaylord Perry, Cy Young, Monty Irvin, Orlando Cepeda, but still... Mays rules above all of them, not just an amazing power hitter and an average hitter, but so smooth in the outfield and for speed to run down any fly ball. That makes the Say Hey Kid a giant among giants, better than any giant before or after him. St. Louis Cardinals. This is a team with one of the most rich histories in baseball, and next to the New York Yankees probably have the highest level of success by any team in the National League or American Leagues. 23 National League pennants, 11 World Series titles, 13 retired jersey numbers. And jumping off the pages, the greatest players are Stan the Man Musial, Bob Gibson, Rogers Hornsby, one of the purest and best hitters in history, Ozzie Smith, Albert Pujols, Dizzy Dean, and Lou Brock, Frankie Frisch and Keith Hernandez, Johnny Mize, and Ducky Medwick. And like the Yankees, how do you pick one player from the aforementioned? With Smith's defensive wizardry, thus his nickname, the Wizard, to the consistency of Musial and the speed of Lou Brock or the power hitting of Pujols, these men are just a part of the great greatness the Cardinals have uh, experienced on their rosters. I'm torn between Musial, Pujols, and Hornsby, but can't forget about the intimidation, pitching prowess, and domination of the great Bob Gibson, as I did with the Seattle Mariners when you get to reading the American League version, uh, which we already recited before. I feel forced to name multiple players as the best ever on a team. Because their stats are so close on the average over 162 games a season, I name Stan Musial and Albert Pujols as the two greatest players in St. Louis Cardinals history. For the record, in the last 19 years, the Cardinals have finished a season with a record of 500 just once in 2007 when their finals record was 78-84. and 84. Ten times they've won the division in that time frame, and second five times. That's pretty impressive. The Washington Nationals. So with the Washington Nationals, we conclude the National League with a team that used to be the Montreal Expos. I remember watching the Expos uh, as a kid playing on their field at the old Jari Park. The stadium, if you want to call it that, had an outfield fence that was more like a chain-link fence, not anything like you will see in today's stadiums. As the Expos, the team made the playoffs just once from time to time. They began play in 1969, losing in the National League Championship Series in 1981. After leaving for Washington, in 2004, the now Nationals have made the playoffs five times in the last eight years up to 2020, capping it off with the World Series title in 2019. As for the team's best players, Montreal is where the great Gary Carter got off to the start before heading to New York Mets and eventually landing in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Other great players for the team were Andre the Hawk Dawson and his speedy Tim Raines. But choosing the best player ever for, would come down for me to Reigns or Vladimir Guerrero, who played eight seasons with the Ex Expos while Reigns was with the team for 13 years in Montreal. For sure, Reigns was the most more athletic player and better base stealer, and the two were close in those other stats. But my choice here for the most athletic is for the most athletic and solid hitting 
Tim Raines. And so that concludes a review of every single team in the major leagues. Uh, and just keep in mind that this was written in 2020. Uh, so some players have come along since then for different teams in the last four years. Um, some of you may believe that some of those players have exceeded the players mentioned. Uh, and a lot of the stuff was referring to uh, the way baseball was in 2020. So some things could have changed. But I would love to hear your comments on this episode. And you can send them to me at the official Total Sports Recall email address using the email address totalsportsrecall at gmail.com and you can also find me on Twitter using the handle at TSRHard59 be sure to visit the Total Sports Recall website at www.totalsportsrecall.com and until next weekend's podcast, this is Harv Aronson wishing everyone a wonderful week ahead The contents of this podcast do not represent the opinions of others and are solely the opinions of Harv Aronson based on his experience, knowledge and research (laughs) 